This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Stonex Chief Commodities Economist Arlen Suderman said managed money was the big driver in the grain markets this week. That report showing that stocks of all three of those commodities are relatively snug right now. And there's still some risk there uh, ahead of us, weather risks in a couple key growing areas of the world, etc. And we have China expected to see some robust uh, growth coming out of their COVID outbreak as they reopen over the coming year. And uh, so while the overnight markets, mostly overseas traders, pushed us lower, once the U.S. market started to open up, that weakness simply could not hold, and we saw the money flow come back in. Soybean products have been the driving force. Country futures market analyst Daryl Holliday said demand for soybean meal and oil remains very strong. The soybean oil is a renewable diesel side of things and just the overall food demand. That, But the meal is a little surprising that we are, hogs are numbers net domestically are down 2%. We've struggled to keep the poultry numbers up. We certainly don't have any really increased demand out of the, the cattle side of things. So I, don't, I think it's really just a margin thing. And by midweek, we started to see traders begin to take weather premium out of this market. Northern Crops Marketing and Investments President Brad Paulson says a wetter weather outlook for Argentina, the big reason. We did close off the lows a little bit, but yeah, we had some unexpected rain overnight and in Argentina again, that's kind of been an ongoing thing. It's just not enough to put the dryness to rest. But noon maps were were wetter this morning and really wetter at noon here again. So it it looks like we're going to see a little bit of a break in the weather for Argentina. Roy E. Abbott, futures president. Roy Abbott said the soybean market continues to struggle with demand and with the onset of Brazil's soybean harvest. We're just entering the first phase of the uh, Bean harvest in Brazil, and uh, by all indications, they've got a huge crop coming, and they're going to want to move it. Their currency, although it, that, uh, it has stabilized against the dollar, it still uh, means that the Brazilian farmer is getting a lot of money for his soybeans, and uh, he's going to want to move some. So I think the soybeans are probably going to see some additional pressure as we move further into the Brazilian harvest. And the weather forecast continued to stay wet for Argentina by the end of the week. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose's traders then took risk premium out of the grains. Watching the uh, Argentine, southern Brazil weather that continues to improve, you know, we've had some uh, better chances of rain uh, actually started uh, overnight. It looks like for the next 10, 12 days, uh, we're going to go more of a normal rain, cooler temperatures, normal temperatures, if you will, not only in Argentina and southern Brazil, but Paraguay also. Well, basis levels for nearby soybeans do remain strong. However, North Dakota State University crops marketing economist Frayne Olson says basis levels for February delivery are eroding quickly. Yeah, we've, we've, we've been talking for a while now that given the really early planting season and quick planting season in Brazil, especially northern Brazil, that our export window for U.S. soybeans is going to be shortened up this year because once that crop starts to hit the marketplace, a lot of the international buyers, especially in, in China, is going to start to switch to Brazil. And we're now seeing that show up in the basis level. So if you look at basis for January delivery, at your local elevator versus a February delivery at your local elevator. You're starting to see 20, 25, in some places 30 cent difference just in that one month time span. And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan.
Have you started thinking about your 2023 crop insurance plan? Hi, this is Bethany Rents, crop insurance agent with Irie Insurance. We will be hosting farmer meetings to discuss the 2023 outlook and share strategies that are geared towards protecting your revenue and preserving your equity. Join us on Tuesday, January 24th in Devil's Lake, Aneta, and Hope, or Friday, January 27th in Hillsborough. For exact times and locations, please visit our website at irieins.com. Irie Insurance is an equal opportunity provider. We're the Red River Farm Network, and we're reporting agriculture's business. Trust Don Wick. There is pent-up demand that will surface. Randy Conan. Nearly 150 cargo ships are waiting to load. Whitney Pittman. And that loan program goals were met for a successful 2022 year. And Sierra Doctor. Says NCBA is trying to predict what changes will be made. To deliver the news that impacts your bottom line. Serving the best farmers and ranchers worldwide. It's the Red River Farm Network. With a look at farm news this week in agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City is reporting a gradual increase in farm lending rates or lending activity. The average size of non-real estate farm loans during the fourth quarter was 20% higher than a year ago. Interest rates on non-real estate loans also increased an average of 125 basis points from the previous quarter. The report says financing charges have increased more rapidly among large farm lenders than small or medium-sized banks. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum calling on the Biden administration to withdraw its final Waters of the U.S. rule, warning that the Obama-era regulations would result in more confusion and red tape. The EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers published the final rule in the Federal Register this past Wednesday. Minnesota House Agriculture Finance and Policy Committee Chair Samantha Vang is hopeful that the state's budget surplus could mean more money for the Ag Committee. Usually the Ag Committee has uh, the small, one of the smallest budgets compared to the other uh, bigger committees like education and um, public safety but and health and human services. But, um, you know, with the bigger surplus and, um, you know, I... Uh, with a lot of uh, needs and uh, interests, um, I, you know, I will always advocate for a, a higher uh, budget for the Ag Committee to be able to meet the needs of every um, parts of the uh, Ag industry here uh, in Minnesota. Well, a bill was introduced in the North Dakota legislature to, that calls on North Dakota's Beef Commission to switch from appointed to elected positions. Independent Beef Association of North Dakota President Frank uh, Tomac says all other commodity groups like North Dakota Corn Council, North Dakota Soybean Council are all elected, so it may, would make sense for North Dakota's Beef Commission to be an elected position as well. So House Bill 1436 was introduced by um, Representative Mike Belt. It changes the structure of getting Beef Commission members to, onto the Beef Commission. Currently, everything's appointed by the governor. All nine seats are appointed by the governor. In the last year, we've met with the Legislative Interim Committee, the House Ag and Natural Resources Committee, and we brought to their attention, change the makeup of the North Dakota Beef Commission. So we would like them elected. It'll represent all areas of the state, not just parts of them. You'll have a better avenue to voice your concerns, opinions, or ideas to the North Dakota Beef Commission with your representative from your district. And the Beef Commission would also be switched, would switch to district representation. North Dakota Governor John Hoven stopped to talk farm bill during the North Dakota Grain Dealers Annual Convention in Fargo. 
Hovind remains optimistic a farm bill could be passed this year. We should write a farm bill this year. I sure hope we can get it done. We're already hard at work on it. We've had hearings. matter of fact, I had Senator Bozeman, who's the ranking Republican on ag, out here uh, with me, and we had a farm bill hearing uh, just a few months ago. Uh, so we're already working on it, and uh, I'm cer- certainly hopeful that we can get it done this year. Number one priority, crop insurance right up front, then the countercyclical safety net. Obviously, the sugar program is incredibly important. Already hard to work on that. Tractor sales declined during the past year in the United States, while combine sales increased. According to the Association of Equipment Manufacturers, overall tractor sales dropped 15 percent from 2021. Only one segment finished up on the year with 100-plus horsepower tractors. Uh, That sales rising more than 11 percent. Annual combine sales were up 16%. And that's a look at farm news this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Are you looking for a day of learning with some of the top voices in agriculture? Join area farmers and ranchers on Wednesday, January 25th for the Ag Focus Conference hosted by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. We will cover everything from farm inputs to weather to commodity markets. You'll be able to gain valuable insights that will help you stay ahead in today's ag industry. Register now free of charge to attend in Fargo or virtually by visiting eggcountry.com events. Don't miss the dry bean scene every Friday at 1235 on the Red River Farm Network. Specialty crop markets are special and require more digging than corn, soybeans, and wheat. We do that digging by talking with numerous crop scouts, growers, and processors in the North Harvest region or wherever beans that affect local markets are grown. So follow the dry bean scene every Friday at 1235 on this Red River Farm Network station. The dry bean scene brought to you by the North Harvest Bean Growers Association. A look at weather this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. The northern plains and Canadian prairies will experience light amounts of precipitation over the next two weeks. World Weather Incorporated says snow cover remains significant in central and eastern North Dakota, Minnesota, and scattered locations in far eastern South Dakota. Canada's snow cover is greatest along the Manitoba-U.S. border and across the country's northernmost cropping areas. Snow-free conditions are present in portions of the southwestern Canadian prairies and in portions of Montana, in western South Dakota. DTN meteorologist John Berenick says while La Nina is beginning to weaken, conditions can be expected to remain through spring. Unfortunately, I mean, we've been in La Nina conditions here for the last couple of years. Uh, they look like they're finally getting out of here. Uh, we're headed towards a neutral state in spring, which means we'll finally get out of La Nina's influence, but it's going to take some time to do that. So unfortunately, that means uh, we still have to deal with La Nina's influence through our spring. Um, you know, that typically means clipper systems coming out of, of uh, the Canadian prairies right through the, the north central U.S. here, and it typically means colder conditions as well. So we usually have a slower start to spring. Berenick says it will take time to melt the snowpack. We've got some pretty good snowpack up here, which is good for the soil moisture because we went into the uh, into the winter here with some pretty low soil moisture across most of the area. Uh, we've gotten at least some good uh, snowpack on top of that. Um, but, you know, if, if the cold does linger in here uh, for quite some time into April, and so uh, we, it, it might be really difficult, really slow to get some of that uh, uh, snow to, to finally melt and get out of the system. 
The weather forecast for most of Brazil remains favorable for the next two weeks with a good mix of rain and sunshine that will cause minor harvest delays in the north at times. World Weather Incorporated says rains will fall too frequently at times to allow for aggressive harvest. Rains are expected to return to southern Brazil beginning late next week and into the first week of February. One to two inches of rain is expected over much of Argentina over the next two weeks with multiple rounds of rain. Temperatures are expected to remain warm to hot with highs in the mid-90s to low 100s in the north and 80s and 90s in the south. NDSU Extension Forage Crop Specialist James Rogers says with last year's growing season, there's no shortage of forage, but forage stocks should be checked for quality. Grain traders are cautious as weather forecasts change. Midwest Market Solutions President Brian Hoops says the trade is reluctant to put money on the table. Markets that really are, right now I think want to make a move but are uh, kind of conflicted between strong technicals and maybe some uh, underlying weak fundamentals in soybeans with a big crop of South America coming on, but still supported because of the dry weather in Argentina. Hoops expects that caution to remain until the weather picture is more clear. Pretty widely known, we're going to see much bigger crops out of Brazil. And uh, I think it was the old Informa group came out this morning and talked about uh, that their production numbers were increasing for both corn and beans in Brazil. Uh, but, you know, their, their crop should be big enough to make up the shortfall in Argentina. And in fact, we've heard some uh, ships being moved out of Brazil for Argentina destination with soybeans being loaded. Two years of drought across the U.S. have put a dent in hay stocks. According to USDA, hay stocks are 16.4% below the previous 10-year average and the lowest ending stocks on record. The largest hay stocks end of 2022 were in Texas, down 25.8%. South Dakota ranked third, down just under 20%. And North Dakota ranked fifth for hay stocks, still down 21% from the average. Decreased hay stocks means the cattle industry could face further liquidation this winter. With a look at weather this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network, I'm Whitney Pittman. Gelby Imbalancer. Smart, reliable, profitable, added fertility, increased cow herd longevity, moderate mature cow size, and heavier weaned calves are easier to achieve with Gelby Imbalancer Genetics. Be sure to visit www.gelby.org to learn more about Gelby Genetics that work for the commercial producer. Join the North Dakota Galvey Association for the 2023 North Dakota Golden Rule Sale Sunday, January 29th at KISS Livestock in Mandan starting at 2 o'clock. Providing play-by-play for the business of agriculture. The Red River Farm Network. Unless our corn exports pick up uh, appreciably, and I don't see that happening. The farmer is, at the moment, uh, just not engaging on the cash sales side. We traded as low as seventy-seven fifty-nine. This is the first time we've been lo- below $80 a barrel in uh, about seven weeks. Numbers are available anywhere, but when you want to know why the market is moving up or down, agriculture's first choice is the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business. 